I'd like to welcome everyone back to Green Visor, guys. I'm sitting here in beautiful San Diego, California. San Diego, California. Looking across at the, the, a site that I can't really explain. <laughs> Austin uh, Long sitting directly across from this me is in wild. the same room. This is, this is pretty crazy. I've left Indiana for, for greener pastures. So, uh, greener visors. Um, <laughs> and so, if you guys don't know, we've been, uh, like we've talked about before, Andrew was at Notre Dame uh, for the year for law school. And uh, we actually started this podcast separately, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and so with that is super awesome. And basically we're together. This is it. We're like getting in and out. We're, we're recording the podcast. Yeah. We're complaining about the market. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's a wonderful day. Right? Yeah. So, so Andrew, what is this podcast even about? This podcast... The idea behind this podcast as we sit together for the first time is that mm. we don't know what the market will do. The market doesn't know what the market will do, and there are no experts. And so we do this podcast to give information, to give a little bit of our understanding, and to try and make it a little bit funny, funnier than it already is in and of itself. It's pretty funny. It's, yeah. it's funny slash a train wreck, so take that for what you will. Yeah, which is the same thing as the podcast. It's a also funny, true. Funny, but also, also a train wreck. wreck. Yeah, it really is. I love that. I love that. All right, so let's do our market update. That's what we do every week. Here we market go. update. Here we go. We're sitting at three. So we're recording this on the 19th. Uh, it is a Saturday night for us out here in uh, sunny San Diego. And uh, the market is at 380 billion. Bitcoin's at 8,288 at this second. Ethereum's at 707, which is up about 3%, 24-hour. And, uh, I mean, what do, you, what do you think, Andrew? Like, your por- How's your portfolio doing? Okay, so a good part of my portfolio is actually up, which is amazing in this market. Um, I've, I've made a good amount of money this week from GVT, but the problem is it's nowhere near when, you know, the, the lovely months of January, GVT. December, January. So it still feels pretty bad, and, yeah. and a good part of my portfolio is also down. So it doesn't seem like the thing that we all thought was going to happen that everyone talked about. But this is, this is why we have the podcast. This is what we yeah. do is we, we literally, I, I, and I think everyone who is listening, all, all, all 15 of you, um, you know, have been seeing on, you know, the news and, you know, in, on Reddit or whatever you're doing, you definitely see people who are super bullish on crypto. You see people who are stoked on crypto. You see all these banks and huge institutional investors coming in and the market isn't moving. And any, re- any reasonable expert would say like, oh, the market's going to go up, and it hasn't, which is just, this is why we have the podcast. There are no experts. The market, the market that like, people bet on is not doing what it's saying that it's going to do, which is awesome. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we think it's kind of ridiculous, but it's also fun. I mean, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you young. It keeps you young until it makes you really old quickly. Yeah, and you get bags under your eyes. And you decide you want to sell but never sell and you yeah, want to move it's a fucking stuff. nightmare. It's fu- whatever. So that's the market update. That's market update. We're doing better. And so real quick on the market update, though, I think something I want to talk about, and I don't want to spend too long on this, but something I want to talk about is like how I think the 24-hour trading is really shafting us as, as a community because – your whole portfolio, when you look at it, at it, at whatever you're looking at, it's the 24-hour mark. So it'll be green or red, and I think those colors really say a lot. Like they really determine how you're feeling about your portfolio. So for for me today, my whole portfolio was green, but then I looked at the total, 
and it wasn't good. It was, I mean, I'm still getting shafted, but it was green, and so I thought the market was doing well. But in reality, it's just up 24 hours. So, Andrew, what do you think about like? Well, I think as much as it hurts us sometimes, it also helped us uh, previously. So in that December January run, you had we woke up to the end of South Korea's trading. And we had made a ton of money to the point that some people sold out and other people bought those sells. So on the 24, that was really helpful. Um, maybe right now, because there's less movement in the market, there's less people getting involved, there's less, I don't know if there's less trading actually, that's interesting, but I think that it's hurting us in this moment. Um, I also wouldn't have it any other way though. I wouldn't have you it You wouldn't be, have it be no. the 12 hour? Nope, nope, okay. nope, 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 nope. I'll, I'll tell you why. I think that, that, and this is both good and bad again, but Crypto, because it's a 24-hour global market, it's maturing in ways that a mar we've never seen a market mature before. And if you can play your cards right, which we don't know the cards yet, so that's the problem. <laughs> but if yeah. you can play that right, you have an opportunity that wouldn't have been available in the stock market really at any time. Right. But see, for, over time. for me, I just think that like with the stock market, you can make... I would say better decisions because you have like 12 hours to sleep on it or like 16 hours to sleep on it. You also have way more information. You do. You have a ton more. Well, and so that's regardless. Like, I mean, you huge. do. But I feel like people sleeping on it, like, so the panic selling, right? So say like, say you read some news at 6 p.m. On, on, a, on a Friday, right? You read some news about some Fortune 500 company. You have to wait another, you know, two days to, to trade, essentially. Mm -hmm. And you can basically, so the FUD isn't as crazy, right? So if there's a crazy rumor, you can't sell at that moment. Whereas with cryptocurrency, you can be like, holy shit, Ripple's going to get on Coinbase, which it has not, but that's uh, a pretty common rumor, yeah, right? Like yeah. we've seen that 18,000 times. Um, and so you're like, oh, I need to buy now or I need to sell because I'm at an all-time high and whatever. Um, but I just think it gives you more time to think. That's, that's okay. So yeah, it, yeah. It gives. It also gives people a lot more incentive and a lot more ways to manipulate the market, which I think we've seen just every day for the past year. It's terrible. Um, I, I'd also say though that the volatility, because it's such a young market, might actually be good. Um, I would say it's good in terms of being able to trade and having, you know, like a distinct up and down cycle. But the cycle moves faster, so I don't know. This is all all speculation. We can't really, yeah. yeah there's no true answer to this. There's no expert. It's it's the whole thing. Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah. So Cardano is our next. Uh, we've been we've been breaking down a coin a week, um, and this week is Cardano. And with our new partner um, Liam, he's he's uh, the blockchain tutor on Instagram. We connected. We loved it. He's been on um, our podcast the last like couple weeks. And, uh, man, we're so excited about him. He's brilliant. And uh, we're going to bump over to Liam. And, uh, yeah, let's get it going. Um, I looked into Cardano, Cardano, and I've been loving it. Um, I think, again, we need to make the distinction that there's Cardano, the software that's being developed, and then there's ADA, the, or ADA, the token, ERC-20 token that's on the um, Ethereum platform. But both of them together I absolutely love. Okay. Um, I'll jump right into it with the Cardano platform because obviously we know ADA is just a token. It's sort of there to crowdfund almost the project itself. Um, but Cardano is sort of like EOS in that it's trying to compete with Ethereum and become the next DAP platform, the next smart contract platform that you know mm. businesses flock to. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
some main points that I like about it. It's open source, which you don't see with some of these coins. You know, EOS necessarily isn't letting everyone see everything. People like to see it. Some people don't like to see it, whether they want to make money, whatever. It's peer-reviewed, um, and they're coming from a very academic and scientific-driven approach and standpoint, and that's direct from the um, foundation's mouth. Okay. They feel that a lot of coins fall into the politics of cryptocurrency. Hmm. They want to be completely you know, scientifically driven, academically driven. They want to be the best. In that yeah. vein, they've actually used... Um, I'm not sure if you guys have ever talked about programming languages. They use a very unique Absolutely one. fucking not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, know, we know they exist. Yeah, there's, there's like one called yeah, Java, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. I got. Yeah. It's a coffee yeah. cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have heard of that one, but not many people. Even some programmers haven't heard of Haskell necessarily. It's a more math and science-based one. Okay. Very recursive based. Very, it's, a, it's an advanced one. Not everyone is going to be able to pick this um, platform up like they would, say, EOS, like I mentioned in the last one, where it's um, language agnostic. Okay. That doesn't mean that it's bad, though, because people that are skilled in Haskell, Cardano is promising to have the most advanced smart contracts. Hmm. I can so see that. I have a question. Possible. How would it be? So, like, how would you improve on smart contracts? Like, isn't a smart contract a smart contract? Or, like, are there different levels of smart contracts that are good? And how does Cardano compare? <laughs> there's, there's not necessarily different levels. I would call it more different implementations. You know, Ethereum has their set of standards. Like, we see, you know, smart contracts, and they have their execution costs, and they have their gas costs, okay. whatever. Okay, yeah. EOS wants to be, you know, open to everybody. So what they did is they didn't necessarily lock their development into a certain language like Ethereum did, but the way they did that was by changing their concept of smart contracts. I might have mentioned this in the last one. Literally all an EOS smart contract is um, is what's called an action and automated action handlers. That's what sort of allows you to then come in and use that standard, I'll say, and write about write with it in any language. Okay. It's very so what is so what does Cardano do? Cardano doesn't necessarily do anything different than Ethereum. It's just that it's in Haskell, and they okay, promise okay. their thing is more of their um their consensus protocol. They're pushing it extremely hard. It is I don't want to call it traditional proof of stake. I think I mentioned that before on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but they're asserting it, I should say, as the only provably secure one. They're asserting that no proof-of-stake algorithm before theirs has been mathematically, cryptographically proven secure. And that's because it's in Haskell? Is that right? Not because it's in Haskell. They're saying that you can't achieve that without true randomness. Now, okay. EOS, right. I had mentioned, you know, delegated proof-of-stake. The stakers would be able to vote and choose 21 block producers. With Cardano, they aren't breaking away from Ethereum. They actually actually already already have their own um, mainnet. They have their own blockchain. It's just centralized right now. They plan okay. on bringing it to the whole community via decentralization and public nodes um, later this year. Cool. But okay. so are the, they? I have a question. Are they full of shit, or do you actually believe that? <laughs> like that? So you being the expert here, we don't we don't know like. We definitely don't know what we're talking about. So, like, do you believe Cardano in saying that they're the they're the uh, they're the most secure, or do you feel like that's just a claim they're making for marketing purposes? 
I believe that it'll be something that will be seen very quickly once their mainnet becomes decentralized because yes. right now right. people aren't able to test it. They can assert whatever they want. So through their assertions, they're saying that they achieve it through complete true randomness of choosing block producers. I did a little research. They're, all they're saying is they can do this through a way of a, co a coin flipping protocol. Hmm. You can go to their website if you want and watch their um, video, that little presentation they have on what they call Ouroboros. That's what they name their um, <laughs> unique proof-of-stake algorithm. But um, I'm not inherently against proof-of-stake. I don't think the ones that have necessarily been put out have been so insecure that you can't use them. I've you know, invested in proof-of-stake coins myself. I've staked myself. But yeah. if this does prove to be the first truly provably secure one and they can prove that in a way, I totally see them staking yeah. their claim as a more advanced smart contract platform. So how have they gotten... I, I'm interested in the true randomness aspect because I know that that is... Like you said, if you can get to true randomness, mm -hmm. you really have something. Like you've cracked a, a, a code in, in computer science that is massive. And so mm -hmm. you're saying that they're getting there by... A, by coin flipping, is that right? Literally just a coin flipping protocol. Interesting. Okay. I'm I'm not sure how it will play out. I mean Right, so, but we'll see that. Everyone though. says they're completely secure until someone breaks it. Yeah. But I do have <laughs> so faith true. in them. I do have faith in them because like I said, they from the beginning they have been all about being peer reviewed, coming from an academic standpoint, a science standpoint. They're not really concerned with the whole politics of it. And okay. one last thing to mention is they understand where they are and with their assertions that they're making as they're trying to position themselves as the most advanced smart contract or okay. DAP system. And in doing so, they're trying to balance, which I think is a good idea, they're trying to balance user rights with regulation issues by using a dual-layer approach to their protocol. Cool. Okay. So they're... They have your privacy in mind, but they also want to flourish. They understand they they will be under scrutiny. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me about so two things. Tell me about teams and tell me about use case. Um, teams, so when investing, those are always I, I know that's part of your investing protocol mm -hmm. is like, okay, well, how is it used and how good is the team? So from mm -hmm. your perspective, how how good is the team and and what's it used for? I really like the team. Um, they haven't been super forward with a bunch of stuff. Like I said, they kept the, um, their main net centralized and they're making you know, a lot of assertions and they're based out of Hong Kong. Not that that's anything to knock anything against, but you know, it's not like we have access right. to their financials and stuff in right, the U.S. Right, and they're yeah, under sure. scrutiny under here. But um, if they can achieve what they're saying with Ouroboros, I completely see them staking their claim as the de facto, like I said, advanced um, decentralized application platform. You know, maybe not your mom and pop pizza shop is going to use them to reduce costs, but you know, Goldman Sachs might. Okay. That oh, okay. sort cool. of uh, cool. idea. Cool. Yeah. All right. And well, rad. They also have just to last mention it. <laughs> they've put out public statements saying that they intend to be the next coin listed on Coinbase. Now. They don't technically bold. have a, it's a bold yet. statement, and I actually is, don't know if you want to be the next coin. <laughs> Look yeah. at Bitcoin Cash; they've they've just been you know shafted after you know mm. they were the next one. So we'll see. They might 
you know, they might get it, but I'm pretty sure Coinbase has also come out and said they plan on, you know, eventually accepting all ERC-20 standard tokens. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is so yeah. interesting. I mean, so as we're talking about ERC-20, and this is getting off topic of Cardano, mm -hmm. but uh, talking about ERC-20 coins, like, are those good investments with companies that want to do their own thing eventually or break away from Ethereum? Or, like, so I, I, we talked about it with uh, EOS, we mm -hmm. talked about it with Cardano, and so it seems like that's the trend of ERC-20 coins, which are coins that are based off of the Ethereum network. Are those, do those even have value? Like, what are your thoughts on that? That's what scares me a little bit, because, and it wouldn't scare me if the companies behind them and the foundations behind them are more upfront. Um, I published an article, or I'm publishing an article currently on EOS, and even me, myself, going into the research, I was not necessarily sure that there was a difference between EOS, the token, and EOS.io, the platform, until I read the white paper. Like, it's, the, it's the, wow. the developer's job, I feel, to let you know, people like yeah, right. you and, and uh, Andrew know, that there is a difference. Because right now, you know, you're, you could throw money at ADA and think you're investing in Cardano, and that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a sketchy place, man. It's a sketchy mm -hmm. spot to be in. Um, we're in a really new part of cryptocurrency where I think I these gonna things are going to hopefully, like yeah, hopefully work itself out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, cool. Okay, so Cardano has a good team. They could be a little bit more upfront, um, but the randomization protocol is, is pretty revolutionary, and that's why you know, they're one of the top, the top coins. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. All right, well, hey, Tech Guy Liam, super appreciate it. Hey, uh, like he said, uh, the EOS article is coming out. We, we had a little bit to do with that. Um, but, man, yeah, you guys have to check out uh, Blockchain Tutor. Check out Blockchain Tutor. Check out that article. We're going to be posting it on our website, uh, mm -hmm. greenvisorguys.com, which should be up and coming pretty soon. Um, but, man, I, I read the article. It's great. It, it taught me a lot about EOS. So, um, yeah, hey, guys, Tech Guy Liam. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. And uh, we're going to bump Anytime. into some news right now. Austin, how, how dare you jump directly to the news? I mean, how, what no, am no, I no. forgetting? No, no, no. How dare you? I, because I'm looking, you had me over to your house, very nice to have uh, uh, me over to record. <laughs> and you gave me a drink. I did. And, and the nice. drink, you know what's wrong with the drink, Austin? I don't, I don't know what's wrong. It's warm. It's I'm, warm. What, and you know what would What help? could you possibly need? I'll tell you what I, I I'll tell you what I could need. Maybe some ice. Maybe specifically some icy crypto. <laughs> some no, icy no, 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 crypto. No, do not laugh. <laughs> do not laugh. Now, this week, as with last week, we have a sponsor, and the sponsor is Icy Crypto. Icy Crypto. Icy Crypto would take my lukewarm glass of a substance that twenty one year olds can drink probably to the next level. Um, and now, so let's be clear. IC Crypto is uh, is a company that gives uh, that provides on I believe Amazon is where you can Amazon dot com. Yeah, uh, uh, ice molds of bitcoins, and I believe they're coming out soon with with XRP. Yeah, Ethereum, Ethereum. It's a whole thing, and uh, we actually have a, an agreement with them. Any Green Visor guy listener can get a huge discount. Um, so make sure you DM us. You can hit us up at um, either Austin or Andrew at greenvisorguys.com, um, and we will hook you up with that. You can get some Bitcoin ices for uh, your grandma. Austin just brought in some icy crypto for me, and I'll be honest, it's made this drink a lot better. Glorious. 
And with that, we move on. We do move on to the news. The news. We do move on to the news. And the first one is Steve Wozniak and Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you guys don't know who Steve Wozniak is, he is a co-founder of Apple. Um, I've read actually a a huge biography on Steve, and he is kind of honestly the brains behind Apple. Uh, And so basically, Steve this week said that Ethereum could be the next Apple. Yeah. Andrew, what are your thoughts on that, man? That's a, that's a huge statement. I mean, just off the top, we, you know, we've, we've, everyone who's listened to this has heard us say, this is massive news uh, many times. It turns out that a lot of times I think we've been right in terms of the, the group that we're talking about in the news. Steve Wozniak is massive news. He really, I mean, this is a guy who was the tech brains of Apple saying that Ethereum could be the next Apple. I think that it's legitimate to say that Steve Wozniak has uh, a type of insight into what could happen into what tech is and what it could be. That, I mean, that's a really, it's just a really big statement coming from him. Um, Totally. Yeah. I I mean, I totally think so. So I I have a couple things. Number one, Steve Wozniak looks like a walrus. He's a brilliant walrus <laughs> at that. Um, but if you look at our Instagram, at Guys, uh-huh. I posted a picture of him. He actually legitimately looks like a walrus, more than anyone I've ever met. Steve, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry. I still think you're brilliant. No, um, he's wonderful. Yeah. But, man, so for uh, I'm just going to push back a little bit. Um, I love Ethereum. I think Ethereum is uh, probably the most helpful coin there is, only because most coins are part of Ethereum in, in, in the broad spectrum. They're ERC-20 coins, um, and I know, I know Liam just kind of talked a little bit about that. Uh, but, man, calling it the next Apple, to me, I'm like, that's a, that's a large statement. Uh-huh. I think that might be – I don't want to say it's overzealous, but I, I just think okay. that that's a big – Okay, thing. here's my one thing. Who better to call it the next Apple than the dude who started Apple? <laughs> there's no better person Accurate. that's I mean I don't know what it's like it's like something pretty crazy it's it like it's like George Washington going that's the next revolution right and there you're like, and you're like you just we're cross, did one we're crossing a river here wow. we go let's get you on the boat you just did a revolution you think that's the next one that's great news. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty accurate. I think actually he actually good. said that about the French Revolution, by the way. Which <laughs> this is makes a lot of sense. He was yeah. like, Napoleon, he's going to do it. Let's yeah, buy some land That's accurate. <laughs> that's accurate. Um, yeah, so I mean, obviously huge news, and, and I'm pushing back on it only more like more playing devil's advocate because Apple's such a huge, huge company. Sure. Um, but if you look at market caps, right? Like, so we, we, you know, Andrew and I always have this debate of like, are market caps real in crypto? Because we have these absurd market caps. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, man. Like, with Apple being, being as successful of a company, I mean, you look at the major companies with the largest market caps in the world, let alone the United States, like Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, like, all these huge, huge companies. Um, and Ethereum is, you know, the market cap is $70 billion, which is absurd, right? Absurd for any company. But if market caps are true to what they say they are on crypto... That would make sense being the next Apple, right? Right. I mean, the Apple's market cap is, and I'm looking this up right now, 917 or 915 billion. So okay, so but I 10x, mean, but 10x, think about but that. Yeah, yeah 10x. Course. How long has Apple been around, right? In, yeah, in comparison yeah. to Ethereum, so maybe. And I think it's fascinating. I mean, 
I've got to think, maybe I'm wrong, and I'll ne probably never know, but I've got to think that a guy like Steve Wozniak speaking at a convention in Vienna with 5,000 people there who are all interested in this type of stuff deeply would have thought about what he might say if this question came up, if, he's, if he was talking to people in the crypto sphere. And so if, if, that, if you must have thought about it and must have believed it enough to come out with it in this strong of a way. Yeah, um, yeah. And and that's a big deal. That's a and we have people like here's what happens, but it's, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean it's cool. It's it's super cool to see that. We love that. Yeah. Um, man, just just more great news that the uh, the market isn't responding to. Fuck me. Um, okay. So consensus 2018. So if you guys know consensus, uh, it is a global um, conference for crypto lovers. It's in New York City this year, um, and th we talked about this a little bit last week. With yeah, the, they rolled out the Lambos yeah, yeah, for yeah. for Consensus mm -hmm. 2018. Cool. Yeah, awesome, right? <laughs> like, good. Just just very crypto. Um, but usually after Consensus, we actually talked about this in our last podcast that usually there's a a big market bump after the Consensus conference, and this year we did not see it, which is so funny because. Once again, the market not responding in the way that it's responded in the past, which it, yeah. you know keeps us in keeps the lights on here at Green Visor guys, saying that like you guys, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. Right. And uh, but so here's the thing: a lot of people boycotted consensus this year uh, because a lot of a lot of people were upset at ticket prices. So after the huge 2017 boom, uh, obviously the market cap skyrocketed, and they're assuming there's more people who want to get in there. And it was, you know, over $2,000 a ticket for, for a crypto enthusiast. Yeah, that's expensive. That's not, I don't think I'm paying to go it, to no. a $2,000 conference lined with rental Lamborghinis. Yeah, and, and, in, so New, nose, and in New York, right? So, like, yeah. so, for example, if Andrew and I wanted to go to this thing, that's just not possible. 3K. I mean, it is possible, but, um, you know, we're just not going to make that trip, right? Because it's not worth it. They don't have, you know, it's just expensive as, as a motherfucker at that point. And so... Real fucking expensive. Yeah, man. Like you can get you can get a, a you know a lot of stuff for two thousand dollars. More crypto. More crypto. Like why would you go to the conference? That's, that's too that's too Ethereum, baby. Right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And so the other the other thing that I was you know that that I heard about the consensus um, you know convention was that man they were suckling at the teat of banks. Of course. Yeah. Which that's what I so, thought people would be pissed at. And they were. They were yeah. pissed, mm -hmm. man. Consensus 2018 was apparently oh, yeah, very, yeah. very into banks. I'm also, I, I wonder if those people ever come back because the news that we've talked about in the last weeks that we've been both excited and skeptical about, it's all the big banks getting into the sphere that we, that was deregulated in the nice way. Yeah. Like in the way, yeah. in the, in the way that you would hope a deregulated economy maybe could work without a ton of control? I don't know. I yeah. mean, and now it seems like there could be a lot of control. But so on consensus, uh, I would like to see videos of what, who was there, yeah. what groups talked. I haven't yeah. looked into it enough, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, with consensus, man, like what, so Andrew, what would you, what would take, what would it take for you to be at a conference for crypto? Like what would it you take for you? I would take, for me, it would probably be a lot different than what I'm guessing consensus was. For me, the crypto conference that I go to is just a ton of information, a ton of the tech leaders in the sphere talking about it, and questions and answers. It, the moment a Goldman representative is on the stage, I'm, I'm kind of out. And, I, and so it's tough because 
we are we do want to make money. Yeah, and that of seems like a way into making money. But at the same time, like fuck those guys. Yeah, and, exactly. And, like, in a, in no uncertain terms, they can go fuck themselves. Exactly. For almost everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, you know, involved so in. as and as we're looking at the market, man, and this is just so time and time again, right? Like we're looking at all this great news with cryptocurrency and the market staying stagnant. Like, why do you think that is? It's the big banks. It's the big money. It's the big investors. And so, yeah, really, they're be, fucking I mean, all of us. And so. I mean, I can see why people boycotted consensus. I can see why they weren't happy with the production. Uh, and I think as the market grows, we're going to continue to get more and more, um, you know, more and more conferences that are, are kind of similar to what Andrew said, where it's, you know, it's all about the tech. It's all about um, the decentralization. About I, well, I think there's going to be a couple. I think it's going to go in two separate directions. I think it's going to be the people that are like very right, diehard. Yeah, yeah. You want to say so? Yeah. I'm, of course, you know, consensus is going to be around forever, and they're going to still blow forever but like <laughs> you know we're, we're going to see a a very real um and natural split between the people that are just in it for the money and the big banks and the people that are diehard crypto we fans. we hope we'll we, see we hope yeah but we also don't know we'll what see. is going to uh, happen i just hope there's room for i, I don't know uh, it's so hard because as skeptical as i could am and can be about big banking etc I can't pretend like I haven't chilled on it on this podcast nope, in some 100%. way. Like we've told stories yeah, and the whole thing. Awesome. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I think yeah. that the, the Lambos was, was bullshit. Extensive. It's such, such yeah. on the nose. It's very, I mean, it's very easy. crypto. It's so easy. All right. Well, well right, tell, us, on, Andrew, yeah. tell us, Andrew, tell us what our friends over at the SEC are doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our good friends at the SEC actually made a move that I am uh, right behind. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission this week put out a fake ICO as a means of telling people and giving them the information of how fraudulent ICOs happen. So they made something called Howey Coin, which if you know anything about the Howey test, the Howey test is how uh, uh, a given, you know, in this case a cryptocurrency, is defined as either security or not. So they made Howey Coin and put a website together and just gave them all, everyone all the information. That's a really good public service. That's really helpful. Since when is the SEC into public service? That's my question. Is like, and we talk about this time and time again. How much money is actually? And, and so, SEC fakes an ICO. It was huge news this week. I'm appreciative of it. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. we need a lot of education it's in that good. sphere. Yeah, it's good. But that took a lot of budget money, man. That's my tax money yeah. right there. I don't know. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's going to cost money to do, right? Think, yeah. yeah. And so I'm like. How many people are actually getting scammed with ICOs in the United States? Like, at what point is the SEC playing a part, I would say, with the government in, in, in saying that cryptos are evil? Because I, I think that that's partially what they're saying. Um, like, oh, see, I took a different tact. I see what you're saying. But my thought was um, this is an affirmative saying, hey, there's a lot of things about crypto that could be really good, but you should really watch out for the bullshit. Yeah. I see, I, and, I, and I see that. I appreciate that, of course. I mean, that's why we do the podcast most of the yeah, time is yeah. like, be like, hey, don't be fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> but with the SEC, man, I'm like, dude, there's so – it's just hard for me when they get involved with crypto because I'm like, it's not even in your fucking sphere of, of like – like that in no way was in your job description two years ago. Right. Deal with the banks that are, are extremely corrupt and the insider trading that we all know is going on. Yeah. Like, deal with that shit. Don't sit and make a website for a fake ICO. Like, do your fucking job. Oh, okay. And that, that's my point. That's that my point. Note, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's a, a scaling thing. 
if crypto, I mean, banking is what? I don't even know, 70 trillion across the board, money-making industry? I know that's what, um, that's what personal finance is, 71 trillion, give or take. And so maybe banking is that much, maybe it's a little more, who knows? But crypto is, is such a small fish compared to, I mean, I could go, I could go off yeah, right do you, now. No, do you just, Carl just, Icon, I'm not just going do your to, job. but I could go off. Yeah, on it. yeah you just got to do right. your job, people. All right, let's move on before. Got to move on before I, Andrew yeah, yeah, has yeah, an aneurysm. Yeah, All right, so China. Uh, China re- the Chinese government actually recently, I, I don't know what sparked this actually, yeah. but recently decided that they were going to look into all cryptocurrencies. They were going to do a full analysis of cryptocurrency. They were going to actually put together a ranking system. But I think the real news is how many fake cryptos. Yeah. So they did, I mean, yeah. so if you're looking at like people doing research, the Chinese will do more research for you than anything else. Like they are so thorough in their, in their like repertoire of government that they, you know, they take everything. It's, it's 100% serious all the time. They don't overlook a thing. Um, and that's why they're whooping U.S.'s ass in the world <laughs> economy. Um, you know, I love the USA, but come on. Uh, but they found 421 fake cryptocurrencies out there. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Andrew? Well, my first thought is I want to know what the list of fake ones are, but the, the website's in Chinese, so I don't know Accurate. what it says. And it, it, it is plot it twist. Every single one of them is Tron. <laughs> All 421. They just listed Tron that many times. So Liam, our tech guy Liam, who is now a you know, he's part, gonna talk us into Tron. He is. He's a he's a huge partner at uh, at Green Visor guys and does so much for us. Yeah. And he is very bullish on Tron, and we just give him so much shit because <laughs> we think it's fake. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow, 421 fake cryptos. I, that just blows my mind, but also I'm not surprised, I'm not at, surprised all. at all. I mean, I'm sh- I'm shocked that they found about a th- what must be a thousand that are real. Yeah, but <laughs> and, and I, I would be super curious to hear what their what their um like what their requirement yeah, was the to be story. fake yeah, yeah. because I'm sure like what was Verge listed at? So so here are the fake parameters. Okay, Verge was um twelve. See, I think, I think Verge is fake, but don't take my word they for it. They think it's so apparently. The Chinese government thinks it's real, but and it's like, better than Bitcoin. They, ranked, it, credit, they yeah. ranked Verge better than Bitcoin. I, and it's a whole yeah. thing. Okay, I'm not going to so, shit on Verge too much. So today. these are these are some of the parameters. One, that the that the cryptocurrency it's fake um, has some sort of pyramid scheme uh, operational model. Which, yeah, that would make it fake. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would, that would do all, it. If if the the fraud cryptocurrencies were ones that didn't have any open source code at all, and then also fake. Um, digital assets, which you can like, you know, connect back to their wallets, etc. Um, and then the third was, the third was that fake coins uh, couldn't be traded on legitimate crypto exchanges. And so, yeah, fair enough. Another yeah, like, very, very valid, valid, very valid opinion. But, um, but there's more to it. I, I just have those are the three. Yeah, I, those are the important ones. I mean, and I think we would all agree that those are those are definitely really important. Man, but. When are we going to get to Andrew? When are we going to get to the point where we don't have fake cryptos? Do you think that's ever going to be? Well, do you think that's ever going to happen? Uh, I don't know the exact point, but I'd say that. I mean, this is a huge start. China puts out a list of huge. 420 fake cryptos. There's 420 of them that are gone. Like, yeah, no exactly. In those. Well, but Although it's in damn Chinese, so I don't know what it says. So a it's in damn Chinese, which you know, whatever. I really like, fair I, enough. They're Chinese. I really, so I really in Chinese, should but, speak Mandarin. Is is the goal yeah, here? Yeah, exactly. Um, but man, like, 
So I would love to see what happens to these 420 cryptos after this report comes out. Because my thing is, I think most people who are investing are fucking retarded. And, like, I, I hate saying that, but, like, you have to do research yeah. before, you, before you invest. And I think people don't do that. I don't think people actually read up. They don't read the white papers. They don't Google. They don't even Google it, right? Type, so here's, here's actual trading advice from Austin, and <laughs> here we go. Google what you're going to buy before you buy it. Okay, so if you're like, I like Ripple, I'm going to buy Ripple. You can spend the time Googling Ripple for 0.2 seconds and be like, oh, okay, it's not a, a crazy scam. Like, people aren't calling it a scam, and people might call it a scam, but the majority of people, you know, would say it's legit. Like, do your research, man. Like, if you're going to, so here's real trading advice from Greenvisor guys. Google what you're going to buy before you buy it, okay? Because hopefully, if you're going to buy a shit coin, you're going to Google it and see the Chinese list saying, hey, we've deemed that a scam. But so here's my other thing. That's so, it's so um, up to interpretation because a lot of people on the internet call Bitcoin Cash a scam. Yeah, I think that that's not what they were going for. From, okay. what, from those parameters... Man, those were a low bar it's to, a low to bar. cross. Yeah, to not be you have to be—you have to really fuck shit up yeah, in your. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you have to do. You have to be a scam. Yeah, like, you, you have, have to be a scam. A hundred percent. Nothing else that. at all. Okay, so and with so those parameters, great. you know, yeah. hopefully we see that they—they they are indeed a scam. And yeah. when you Google whatever it is, Catcoin, I don't know if Catcoin's a a thing and b. Oh, cat, it has to be. Catcoin is sure. not necessarily a scam at the moment. I have not done that research, but say Catcoin's a scam. And you're like, I'm going to invest in this. Google it. And if you find out that it's on the list, like this is a great list. Yeah. This is such a helpful list. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd say this as well. The, the fact that this has gotten play on Reddit and kind of bigger media, I think that creates a very quick turnaround for another group of people to call out all the scam coins. Yep. Because now there's going to be eyes on it. I'm going to read that for sure. I'd yeah, read 850 100%. of them if that's yep. what it was. And I hope that they all leave the market. Because yeah. that's when we can get more legitimate. We can we can um, coalesce around the good ones, and that's that's great. That's yeah, we're want. maturing. We're maturing, yeah, and then that's exactly. awesome. Okay, so Reddit comments of the week. We have a couple Reddit comments of the week. Yeah. Mine, out of all the Reddit comments of the week, this might be my favorite one uh, because I grew up with the one and only Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> um, yes. And Snoop Doggy Dog is very bullish on crypto. Apparently, I had no idea. Um, but paid is what you meant. You meant to say paid. You mean paid. Oh, yeah. shield, if you will. Yeah. Actually, I th I, Snoop's a smart dude. dude uh, Snoop is really smart. Into it. I think he has like a, a quite a few marijuana companies, and he's had those oh, for he's, years. He's crazy successful. And now it's really like getting is. legalized all throughout yeah. the country. Wow, good good stuff, Snoop. If, yeah. Snoop, if you're listening to this, hit us up. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Wow, all I right. would. I, would I lose, can't even I would explain lose, how much I would love to have Snoop I would lose my shit. On our podcast. I, I, might read, I might reach out to him. <laughs> um, but, okay, so Snoop Doggy Dog uh, in January, uh, our, our good friends at Robinhood, who is a, a, a stock trading app, uh, they, they said that they were going to start trading crypto in January, which is awesome. I think that's huge for the market. It's huge for adoption. Um, but when Robinhood announced that they were going to be trading crypto, 
<laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog, the one and only. Snoop Lion. Snoop. Oh, I uh, loved that album. I'm not even kidding. That was one of my favorite albums. Ridiculous. Snoop al- I'm going to be honest album. with you. I, can, I love that album. I could probably not name one Snoop song. I'm sorry, Snoop. Oh, I actually really like Snoop. I know you do. I'm sure you <laughs> the do. The Snoop Lion album was so good. All right. That well, fire. A the guy, documentary that came along with it. It's fine. Keep going. Keep a, going. a guy who has some, some real uh, identity issues with his name. Um, <laughs> He said, and this is my comment of the week, but it was in January, but he said that Robin Hood is putting the crip in crypto. Ooh. Just. Ooh. So, so Dude, it's cool because it came from Snoop Dogg, even though it's not cool because I, like, yeah. I don't like street gangs right now. So much. here it is. So there was a street gang. There's a huge rivalry. I don't... It, You're trying to explain to people the crips in the blood? I'm going to talk about all right, continue forward. No, please. I let me tell you this right now. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> please explain the Crips in the Bud now into the microphone. This is what. First of all, Snoop's never coming on our podcast. This is wonderful. This is what happens when we're in the same room. Um. Oh God! Started to explain swe- it like I'm you were sweating. serious. Like <laughs> if anyone hasn't heard of the Crips and the Blood, I, but I was actually gonna explain it. Well, because it's not a thing on the East Coast. I don't think. Are there Crips on the East Bro. Coast? All right, you I just, thought it was just an L.A. Wait, thing. Can I just say a thing? You just fucked up. The <laughs> Bloods are from the East Coast. That's the whole point. It's the East oh, West, West Coast. Coast. West God Coast, best Coast. Okay, well. <laughs> I bet you you guys know who the Crips are, so I don't need to explain this. From Snoop Dogg's mouth, Robin Hood is putting the Crip in crypto. That's oh, going to be the end man. of my <laughs> comment of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sweating. No, I'm like, dude. I'm laughing so hard. I'm sweating. It's also San Diego, so it's like a a, I'm, honestly, a nippy 78. Because like, of that, Snoop might actually come on. To just like to be like, educate. what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on here. Let's move on. <laughs> That was, uh, I'll be honest, you might have set the podcast back a little bit there. We're going to go from 12 listeners to 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, here we go. My Reddit comment of the week comes on the heels of uh, the Steve Wozniak situation with him commenting about Ethereum. And, uh, and uh, people, you know, people on Reddit make all these assertions on, on what it really meant. And so this comment of the week, I think it's a really important quote to keep in mind and uh, a pretty famous quote, honestly says, I urge you to not believe everything you read on the internet. And those are the immortal words of Abraham Lincoln, as we all know. Um, oh, I believe boy. that was the end of the Gettysburg Address after, uh, yeah, after, after he's talking about, oh, you know. Oh, man, slavery and such. The, 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 the importance of having a country run by the people for the mm. people. And, and then uh, he talks about, on the earth, and he don't said, believe no, everything on the internet. Yeah. Now, of course, that's fake, but it's actually important because I think that's what we're talking about with all the bullshit news that moves the market. hundred percent, man. And we yeah. we saw this last week. Like, it would be it would be funny and ridiculous if you know you're like, oh, I've seen that meme before, and you know, don't believe everything you read on the internet. You know, quoted from Abraham Lincoln. But we actually do believe everything yeah. that we read on the internet from Abraham Lincoln. Like, that's so stupid. We look at, you know, Upbit, which we talked about in our last podcast, where they got, you know, apparently, like, just bowled down by police. Like, they, like, had some C4 from Fortnite, and they threw it in there, and, like, we're, we're messing stuff up. And, and that wasn't true. Like, like, Upbit is still up and running. It's fine. They did an internal audit. They're, they're okay, right? They didn't get shut down. 
but every the market moved, you know, what, sixty to a hundred billion dollars. Like we were up near five hundred billion at that point. Yeah. And uh now we're back down under four hundred. A lot of people would say it's because of that news. And it's because for some fucking reason, Abraham we we're not heeding what Abraham Lincoln yeah. told us in the Gettysburg Address about not not reading comments on the internet. That's always a problem. You always have to heed. I'd also like to say this. Um, the Bloods were also started on the West Coast, but became more East Coast. Accurate. Does I'm, not make I, you... 100%. Does not make your Chinese... And I would like to say that he just Googled that, and he was like, motherfucker, Austin was right. I almost was like, I'm not even going to mention it, and then I thought, it's good. we're it's wrong good. on so much that I might as well we be right We might as well be right on something. <laughs> Some Blood who's listening to our podcast is going to like, come up and be like, oh, they, they got you. it. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, oh, this is terrible. What, Speaking what? of gangsters in crypto, oh, let's talk about sure. uh, my general pondering this week. Yeah, so do. we're going to be posting uh, a picture on our Instagram and probably our website too because I love this picture. So I recently went out for my birthday uh, with the wife. Uh, we were actually down in Mission Valley, San Diego. It's like pretty central San Diego. It was where the Chargers used to play before they like you know, shat on San Diego and spit on our grave. It's absolutely true. Um, it was important that you got that in. I it agree. is. I hate the Chargers. It's Fuck enough. you. Go Cards. Um, and so we're driving, right? And I'm driving, and, you know, we're almost to this restaurant. Um, and lo and behold, my wife, who knows I'm very bullish on crypto and knows we do this podcast. It would be weird if she didn't. Um <laughs> But she she was like, hey, look, Bitcoin. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Lo and behold, above the freeway overpass, there is graffiti that just says Bitcoin, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Yeah. What is that even? How? It was John McAfee. It was John McAfee doing graffiti throughout the country. It's exactly. his actually new marketing scheme. Um, um, so I don't know what to do with that. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> What, do you, what, do you, what it, were your thoughts? So How excited were you? I, so I was, A, I was very excited. Um, yeah, I was very excited about it. But I, I think it, it, it could mean one of two things. It means someone's trying to get their portfolio back in the green. So they're like, Bitcoin, like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. risking jail time because they're like, this shit is ridiculous. I can't believe we're still at 8,000. Um, or, man, if you look at the, oh, this is so bold. And, I, and, and take this with a grain of salt, please. But if you look at the revolutions throughout history, people graffiti that shit, right? Like if you look at the Berlin Wall. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Isn't that? But but like real talk, think about that. Like like people people when the people want to be heard, they usually spray paint it on shit. And there's bitcoins, and I've seen this before. I mean, this isn't the first time I, I've I've seen it on the internet before, um, and I'm for sure gonna put this on Reddit to get some sweet upvotes because I know yeah, people will upvote yeah. it. Um, I've seen this before, but man, seeing it with your own eyes in your own city, it could... I, I don't want to call it a revolution. need to start a crypto graffiti gang. <laughs> uh, with the bloods, apparently. Fuck. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 putting yeah, the yeah. crypt and the blood in crypto, bringing wow. everyone together. Wow. Um, it's a whole peace thing. Wow. But, so, just crazy. Like, I think if, if that is... And it is. I mean, it truly is. If people are graffitiing Bitcoin onto the sides of freeways, we're on to something. Yeah, you know? all right, I'll buy that. That's all right. We yeah. we have to be. That's adoption. That's, interesting. that's adoption, right? Right. Now, whether whether or not that's good adoption, I don't know what person also like 
holds Bitcoin as like a smart investor and then also like goes out on a Friday night and like apparently someone so apparently so someone cool. is like I live a hood rat life but also make great <laughs> financial decisions I don't know but that's my general pondering of the week it, it's not a I'm not calling a revolution like George Washington but I'm saying yeah. that's really interesting yeah it is really interesting alright what uh, do you have Andrew okay, here we go so I drove from the fine, kind of decent, fine state of Indiana to the great state of California this past week, and I went through Omaha, Omaha Nebraska. Now, uh, word on the street is that there is a sign, a billboard outside of Warren Buffett's office that reads, Warren, you said you were wrong about Google and Amazon. Maybe you're wrong about Bitcoin, and it's from Genesis Mining. And so my two thoughts, one, not the best taste too funny yeah it's a little it's a it's little not, distasteful yeah. you're yeah. like you're that guy he will buy up your fucking family yeah. along with your house and he's gonna like displace you into oh, like some oh, homeless God. camp and then he's gonna pay for a skyrider to be like fuck you with your name yeah, on yeah, it yeah, because yeah. he has so much money um I, a, I appreciate the sentiment i i uh yeah uh, if he does that that would be that would be some real fucking... I would news. love anyway. to see retaliation with money. That oh, would man. be freaking uh, rap. The sentiment's not wrong. No. Because they made Sorry. such aggressive statements, like we talked about last time, or two, maybe two podcasts ago, that the sentiment about maybe you're wrong, yeah, let's put some doubt into this whole thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just fine with that. You've got to be moderate, right? You, yeah. can't, you, you can never use absolutes in anything in life. This is life advice. And now life advice. We've given trading advice. Google your shit. Sure. And now life advice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be fucking all in. Don't use absolutes. Like you always, hear that, Snoop Dogg? You hear that, Snoop? Snoopy Snoop? Don't be all in. No, Snoop, no, that's you real, can be all that's in. Real. Don't, don't, yeah. Yeah, but don't be all in. Moderate your opinion. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. I feel like we did it. Yeah, well, good. Uh, well, guys, we're super appreciative of you joining us for now, our first podcast with us in the same room. I feel like this has been extra ridiculous uh, yeah. this week. Yes, I have. But uh, something I do want to remind you guys is that we don't know what the market's going to do. I don't think the market knows what the market is going to do, and there's definitely no such thing as an expert in this market. Uh, and with that, we just want to thank you for uh, joining us for Green Visor, guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week.